0: Hello, this is Ryan from Communication Platform, uh, communicationplatform.org, that's .org, and today we are looking at probably for our community leaders and working professionals across developing worlds, uh, we have the most important topic, I think, um, which is, uh, you know, not a Fun topic, but we have to talk about it because so many areas are between you know Asia, Latin America, and the Middle East, and Africa, and uh, everywhere it's involved in Europe and either North America. There are no exceptions, right? And this is human trafficking and sex trafficking and child trafficking. And, I, I, and you know, when I throw in all these different human trafficking is really the phrase because if you're not in the business and of working on this and rectifying this and trying to fix this in your country and you don't know about it let me remind you human trafficking is a broad umbrella term that we're really talking about any and all above of whether it's for labor um there's human labor trafficking there uh, is you know um basically modern uh slavery in you know Uh, present day in the actual countries, you know, that where they maybe aren't getting trafficked out, but they're being used as slave labor. Um, We see still lots of that in parts of uh, Asia and Africa. Um, And then there's also the sex trafficking and sex trafficking can, you know, unfortunately include and often does include children and and mostly uh, young girls too. So this is an ugly topic, but you gotta you gotta address it because you don't want to be part of a world or part of a country that has any hand in um in such hellish things so human trafficking broad umbrella because i understand there are different groups and foundations and nonprofits or ngos we've worked with or even military units uh, or special police units and they're all involved in some aspect of prevention or detection of of human trafficking but it really does get a little bit more nuanced whether you are you talking about you know is this um adult women uh prostitution that that, that masks as prostitution but is really sex trafficking is this actual like for you hear about the horrible pedophile rings and that's for the that, um child trafficking um, is this modern day slave labor where slaves are sometimes um, brought to different parts of w- within their own country or um, slave labor uh, overseas. Right. And all this stuff still happens. All this crazy stuff still happens. So it's bullshit. Shouldn't happen, but it does. And so we gotta, we gotta talk about it. So, um, and while well, the focus will be on, women and children there that modern day slave labor can include men too it often does so we should remember this affects everybody right men women children um young old um we should point out that there the estimates they vary year to year i've seen as high as 1 in 6 some years for missing kids um of, uh, of the different hundreds of thousands of missing kids, um, every year, excuse me, one in six to one in seven of those missing kids will fall into sex trafficking. So that's an astonishing number. So of all the missing children around the the world to know that up to one in six of them, one to between somewhere between one in six to one in seven of them, that's a huge proportion. That's insane. Um, so this just is, is something that is a problem that spills over borders. And so we have to um, we have to we have to nip it in the bud and we have to get going on this. So instead of, you know, this is going to be like a four part series. I think the best way to bite this off, because I mean, these are short kind of daily podcasts we do for our community leaders, really, you could could spend like, you know, I've worked with professors in different universities and countries where that are either accepting human trafficking or doing the selling of human trafficking, and they they could give like a three hour lecture on this. I think probably the better way is I'm just going to go through our action list in the uh, Build-A-Town platform, the Build-A-Town protocol. That a lot of our community leaders go through and we'll just kind of break it piece by piece, because what you really care about is prevention and intervention um, and detection and action. And so let's just go through this. This is uh, just our um, run through of our general list of key points that are going to be uh, usually multi through different specialists in your area. It's not going to be one. Even if there's a nonprofit or a foundation, it can't be one group doing this. It's too much. It's too big. Um, uh, everybody for for human trafficking for this to work in being uh, stopped, you need like all hands on deck. You will you will need local municipal government. You will certainly need local police, non-corrupt local police. You will need. Uh, businesses all on board. You will need the schools, the primary and secondary schools on board, um, which is not often a, a hard thing to do. Um, you will need your spiritual leaders, you know, your local religious or spiritual leaders on board. Um, if you have any youth groups or, in, in there, you know, if it's a, you know area with different clans or tribes, depending on you know, where you're at, um, what they call tribal youth leaders or just, you know, um, leaders, youth, you know, young people that represent, you know, leader positions in your city or town, you will definitely need them on board. The point is you'll need everybody. You're not going to be able to do this with just a couple small players in your area. You need everybody on board or you don't stand a chance at at going through the, the following. So the first thing, uh, so speaking of the first thing, making sure you have an official protocols for some kind of communication, some kind of weekly communication that goes on, even if it's just a sh- small five or 10 minute talk with your local university professors um, and primary and secondary school teachers. Um, this is, this is really important because something like one in four of human trafficking, uh, persons ends up being young girls. I, I think that might even be a conservative estimate. So 25%, at least probably higher than that ends up being young girls. So you need to have your, you need to have your school teachers on board. You also need university professors that can go ahead and, um, keep an eye on all the, you know, the protocols going on your university professors. Of your country, even if it's no, not a university close to you, they're going to be one of your best resources for being able to identify current protocols and processes that exist on the books in your country, if, if any at all. Um, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so that's the first thing. You have to have some kind of continuous ongoing communication with your local uh, professors and um, primary and secondary school teachers. Extremely important. The second thing, uh, from the ground up community vigilance groups, um, these are like what I call the eagle eyes of your neighborhoods, right? Men, men, men and women who are the eagle eyes of the neighborhoods who are basically looking for any unusual patterns or practices of, um, you know, usually of strange men in an area that, that that is not, you know, they just don't look like they belong there. They're hanging around. It could be also women too. They often use women instead of men to go ahead and facilitate um, the kidnapping and abduction of young girls. So um, just anybody who looks like they don't belong and they're hanging around and that they look suspicious, especially at night, um, that's extremely, extremely important. So you uh would not yeah, well you would not wait for police, local police to pick up on that. You need to act on that and you need to, you know, get local police involved very quickly if you see something like that. Um our teenage handouts, this is another big thing. Um in our table of contents in the build-a-town protocol, you have um a section that is actually called mandatory handouts for all local leaders to help with. Um I, I nothing's mandatory, but we you know, we state it as mandatory because it's so game changing. The handout section is really where a lot of big stuff happens um at the ground level. Uh and so you wanna focus on all the kind of handouts included in there, everything from drug handouts, preventing substance abuse. Um and you wanna make sure that you talk to uh because substance abuse and drugs are um, closely intertwined into a lot of the, uh, youth, uh, young kids that get mixed up into problems. Um, you see that there's, there's a high correlation of substance abuse for young teenagers. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing is just having, um, in your local neighborhood circles, got to have open conversations about stranger safety It's a really, really important thing. And you can't just say you can't just say it stupidly and say, don't talk to people you don't know, don't talk to strangers. You have to be smarter than that. Because the people who are involved in all of the child trafficking rings are much smarter than that. So you need to be able to quiz the child and have parents in your street in your neighborhood quiz their children and say, Hey, if so and so pulls their car over and says they're in trouble or, you know, they you know, they, they, you know, they, their friend had an accident and they need you to come help. Like, would you go with them? Like you need to, you need to actually give them scenarios, you know, or if a, a stranger pulls up or, you know, somebody says, oh, your your mom's in trouble or your sister's in trouble, but you don't know that person. Well, then you don't, you don't go with them. Right. you need to make sure you're teaching young, young children that because a lot of the tactics, I mean, they have, you know, having worked, with different police units, you know, and, you know, reading what they're learning. A lot of the stuff they do, I mean, some of it is new, but a lot of it is old, and a lot of it is just, you know, people who don't belong in your community, finding ways to either trick or build a rapport with young kids uh, in the community um, before taking them. So, you know, this is, this is like the same old story. See, we we can do better talks, right? We can do better talks for these kids, better talking. Um, and then I think the last one, cause we're going to break this into several parts, cause it's just too monotonous to go through each of these things. Um, but the last one for today will be, uh, a, a human trafficking volunteer focus group. So, um, you would want to make sure that you have, and and this is probably the most important thing in terms of weekly constant communication, you need a group of people, aside from your local university professors and your uh, primary and secondary school teachers, you need to make sure that you have a volunteer focus group that includes all of them, all the different, and not just the, the school education folks, but you need to have a couple, like usually we recommend for small towns or a cluster of villages uh, where this human trafficking is going on. And by the way, I should make clear, when we say human trafficking going on, it doesn't mean that your country, your area uh, has to be the final destination uh, for slaves or human trafficking, nor does it mean that you guys have to be the suppliers like it's they're like it's innocent people coming from your region or your country who are getting trafficked out you could also be an in-between country there's lots of countries across Africa and Asia that are what we call in-between countries they're on the route they're part of the route to you know to get people where you know criminals want them to go and these criminal enterprises are sending them so um, it's if your area, when I say if you're involved, it, you're, if it's if your country is known to be involved at any point in the process from start to middle to finish. I think I think it should, should have clarified that in the beginning. Um, but this these so when we talk about these volunteer focus groups, you need to make sure that you have somebody from each uh area from, you know, from the police, one or two representatives, uh, local leaders, again, we talked about like tribe leaders or clan leaders or youth leaders, spiritual leaders, making sure, you know, a couple representatives from your local um, universities and from uh, primary and secondary schools, certainly um, some representatives from your your social workers, if you have social workers in your area, certainly psychologists, if you have psychologists in your area, same thing with medical, you you must, must, must include medical folks, so doctors, nurses um, in the area for any um, nearby hospitals or clinics. Um, we talked about religious or spiritual leaders, and of course, municipal government workers, um, you you're not going to be able to do this in any kind of organized fashion without them involved. And it goes without saying that these representatives out of each of these important groups, and I should throw military in there too, because there's a lot of countries where their military is stationed within their own region. Um, and that, yeah, they would, you, you would need a couple, you know, if it's active in the area, um, you know, for uh, you know, stationed uh, military groups in the area, you would need them involved too. A couple of representatives from them. You need everybody on board, all hands on deck. And so, you want to make sure that this group meets. You know, has a, some discussion at least once a month. Um, you know, even if it's a short, you know, hour meeting, just to see what current focuses are, current observations. So everybody is kind of sharing different patterns or ideas or concerns they have uh, among these. Um, uh, kind of elected representatives out of each group. And you want to make sure, uh, that there's some kind of set agenda that when you have this volunteer focus group, uh, you want to go ahead and say like, what's, what is like the goal for next month needs to be more than just, you know, communication. You need to actually know, uh, what the game plan is, uh, not just long-term, but like, what do we need to see happen next month before the next meeting? Um, so you get like the, this, these incremental uh, successes, you know, and this, this um, progression. So I think that that will be it for today. We'll keep breaking it down because uh, this is going to be a four-part series, but it's important. And even if you think it's not a problem in your area, Many of our community leaders and working professionals out of different um, professions have discovered when they do a little bit of research, it, it might, again, might not be that your country is where it is all coming from or it is all ending up, but you may be an in-between passing country. And those countries are really, really important too, because this is really wanting to stop the root you know, the, the human trafficking, uh, route at any point where, you know, at, at any point, anybody could make a difference, right. Along, along the path, along the physical path. Um, so when we when we talk more, you know, one of these four talks, will eventually get to the, uh, border control and, um, uh, border control is, is just such, such, such a crucial piece of, of, uh, of all of this to stop, um, human trafficking. So let's go ahead. We'll cut it there. And then we'll uh, pick up tomorrow for part two. See you soon.